How's it going, everybody? Welcome to Geeks Rants About. I am AJ. With me, of course, is Darren. Hello. Heath. What's up? And special guest from the I'd Like a Refund podcast, Ryan. What's going on, man? Hey, hey. what's going on, everybody? How you doing? Good. I'm doing fantastic. So for those unfamiliar, we yeah, we've started a bit <laughs> where we've started getting other shows in and starting really play with our fellow peers in the podcast community. This is Ryan from I Like the uh, Refund Podcast. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your show? Sure. Yeah, of course. So um, me and uh, two of my good friends, Joel and Cameron, we started the podcast where we, we've we all worked in some capacity in the film and television industry. And with that in mind, we go see a lot of movies and we've seen a lot of shit movies. So oh, yeah. <laughs> we had this idea uh, that was like, you know, what if we had a platform to talk about these movies that were supposed to be like these big hit box office, massive hit movies, you know, huge budgets, great cast, big time directors. And then for whatever reason it is, they just completely flop and they're out of the popular stratosphere after like a couple of weeks. We don't hear about them anymore. So it's like, well, what? Those are the movies that everybody stops talking about very quickly. So our idea is we come back and watch these movies and talk about why things went wrong or what doesn't work for these big budget films. And mm-hmm. when the hardest part about that, the concept came to us pretty quickly. Some ideas for the show came quickly. The thing that took the longest was figuring out what to name it. <laughs> and <laughs> eventually, sure. eventually we came to the thought of, well, if we saw these movies in the theater and we we just couldn't wait for them to end the first thing we'd want is oh, we'd want to ask for a refund and then it's like the light bulb moment it came out i was like oh so I, you'd go up to the register and be like i'd like a refund and boom we were done so if you um if you have like those movies that even movies that maybe did okay but you personally think that they're like huge misses don't really work that's what our show's for is to talk about movies like that we do a couple special episodes here and then we were doing a couple more of those recently where we just dive into the whole world of pop culture and film but our general premise of the show is talking about these movies that maybe most people have forgotten about okay two things one yeah uh I listened. Well, first, like I want to say, actually, is that the naming portion of your what you say, like naming something is super hard. It's like, horrible. He's been, Impossible. He's been trying to name something, name his producer name for like a month or two months, three. <laughs> I don't even know. He's been trying to figure out a name for like months. The second thing is, uh, I listened to y'all's episode of the refundies today. Oh uh, that, man! <laughs> al- although I am a complete bozo and don't know anything about movies, like that's my yeah. role in the show is the guy that doesn't know anything. So right. I'm like listening to all this, like, oh yeah, that is a person that I've heard of before. Like that's a movie that I've never seen before. Like uh, you guys like presented it really well. I really enjoyed it. Um, I think that anyone would enjoy y'all show just because like it's, it was clear like that you guys definitely knew what you're talking about. You understood the movies and you, but you told it in such a way that it made someone like me who doesn't know about movies. uh, It'd be very easy to understand. So I really appreciated that. Um, Yeah, that's great. (laughs) And the other thing too, I was going to say is, uh, like, how do you guys like have every single person in your cast doing all these impersonations? It was incredible. It was like, <laughs> yeah, and they were there. <laughs> they were they there. got the real celebrities. We have there. a lot of we have a lot of poll men. We know a lot of people out here. <laughs> yeah. I just got to drive down the block and I drive and in, run into fifty celebrities. I just pass out flyers on Hollywood Boulevard. Like, hey, do you want to do you want to do like a look, little quick hit, like a minute and a half tops? You can come in, record for us, It'd be good to go. Uh, um, what is it? Stallone was the hardest get for sure for that. He was he was oh, very sure. difficult. Michael Caine sounded like really rough though. I got to be honest. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! He was having an off uh, day. We um <laughs> but, so we rec- yeah. we recorded those in real time. And yeah. whenever one of us would go, it was just like 
oh my god like either it'd be like oh this is pretty solid but then michael Can- cameron did the michael kane one and they're just like yo what the hell is this you, you've literally never heard this person talk in your entire life have you but the episode came out and we were getting feedback like yeah i thought that michael kane impression was pretty good my own father was like yeah the michael kane was probably the best one i was like what? that wasn't me what? <laughs> i was like what are you talking about what a i loving couldn't believe father. it I couldn't believe it. I was like, that, that was, we, me and Joel were like, that is the worst one, but it resonated with the audience. And we would, we just went with it. We didn't even let him try again. We're just like, nope, this is it. We're using this one. Thank you. Thanks for your time, buddy. But it was uh, a close second. It. it was a close second for me between behind Jar Jar Binks. That was, the, oh, that was thank one you. Of the- <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, Jar Jar, Jar Jar was unavailable. So I had to fill in for that one. So Perfect. Um, thank you. That yeah. one was my favorite too. So. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of your guys' show. I uh, I listened to the uh, the previous two episodes. I think the last two. No, you think you just just uploaded one this week. So it yeah. was. Uh, I listened to Wonder Woman. Oh, probably a yeah. couple weeks back which was wonderful because i'm like oh yeah. dc talk i gotta know what their thoughts are on dc mm-hmm. uh that was wonderful and uh but the star wars star wars one is the one it that had heated. me going that yeah, really heated. was a hot yeah. debate and i gotta tell you <laughs> i'm on your side because cameron had me going a little bit when i was listening i'm like how do you oh, yeah? love how do you love the last jedi and then he's like but i'm not a big star wars fan so yeah. i'm like clearly yeah he was um <laughs> So our get our guest is our buddy of ours, and he came on to that Eric, show. And yeah. He, t- he yeah, Eric told us ahead of time that like you know this is the movie. We usually don't want the guests to tell us ahead of time what movie they're going to pick because we like the surprise on this sh- on the show. But he mm-hmm. told us ahead of time when we invited him, was like I'm going to pick the Last Jedi. Like that's what I'm going to do. And Eric <laughs> and I have worked together for we had worked together for about a year uh, before we, like before we even started talking about the show. So it's been about like two and a half, three years ago, basically at this point. Um, and I had known his thoughts about this movie forever. So I always felt like he was going to pick this, but I never thought that somebody on our own roster was going to be like, yeah, this is my favorite star Wars movie. But uh, the funny part about that is like, Eric doesn't come back. like, no, that's, that's a horrible favorite star Wars movie. And he's like, you know, it's the right, re- the original one or empire is like, you don't know. My favorite is revenge of the Sith. I was like, Oh, excuse me. Like, oh my guys, goodness. like guys, like, you know, there's like the ones from the seventies and eighties are on the table. You can pick those. Right. Uh, it's just, that one was great. That was a great episode. Like you guys pick yeah, some good sure. ones to listen to. Like those are, you know, we're like, our show is just continually getting better in my eyes. Like I go, I've gone back and listened to the first one. And we we sound like completely different people. So I appreciate oh, uh, appreciate y'all checking yeah. it out. It's great. Uh, yeah. Absolutely, dude. Us too. It's uh, our cast doubled in a, the course of about <laughs> ten episodes. So I never encourage people to go all the way back and listen to our uh, to our first few episodes. It, it doesn't really pick up until we get <laughs> get a Heath around well, episode. I, yeah, I listened to a, I listened to a couple of years uh, in preparation for coming on here. Um, the first one I listened to was, I think it was like, Oh, you fancy or something like that. And I was like, Oh, that's a great <laughs> oh, title. Yes. <laughs> and then, uh, they, the episode starts with you guys talking about accidentally peeing on your night shirts. I was like, Oh, this is a show oh, for yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm in. Uh, but, um, when we were first listening, I was like, how many people are on this thing? Like there's right. like so many Too different many. introductions and it's like, it's like you have a rotating cast that comes in. Like, I know you're not all here tonight. So it's, it's interesting. That's that literally you, what we had to start do doing. We're like, there's yeah. six voices. We can't all talk over each other. Let's we limit had, it to five. Yeah, We had an episode with five people and it was, I had no idea what to do. It was just like, I don't, where right, am I supposed right. to go with this? Or just like, I would just like say something and then just push it to the next. Like, so such and such, why don't you tell me about this? It's just like, yeah, it's hard, man. It's a so lot. Prop, to, it's a lot to coordinate, studio. a lot to direct. 
Yeah, it's, yeah, it's hard, and that. I think that like part of the thing that makes it hard. We talked about this before on the podcast as well. Is the fact that we're all doing it remotely. Like if we yeah. were all in person, it'd make it so much easier. And yeah. we actually like you may or not know this, but we had a podcast before that was called the Stuga Podcast. So that was not any like geeky related. It was just, we were just friends talking basically. Oh, okay. And that podcast was all done in person because we were all living in the same town at that time, mm-hmm. and it was a lot easier to be able to like pass things off and just like it was like, like having a conversation. Like you know, you talk over each other every once in a while, but it was pretty obvious when someone's ready. To to talk and that kind of thing yeah. but doing it remotely makes it so much harder to know like you know body language and so we've made it work though and i think that like you know speaking to like what aj said too our podcast originally it was much less energy we didn't really understand like really what we wanted to do we didn't like you know our own like personalities and stuff like everyone embellishes their personality for a podcast and just for mm-hmm. anything content related yeah and so we, once we started kind of figuring out what lane we wanted to be in individually and as a podcast in general i you know i think that's whenever we really started to pick it up and like the last like i don't know 20 episodes or so like we're pretty proud of where you know we've re- really kind of found our lane and found our stride so um, but yeah, it's yeah. been fun. Like it's, it's, uh, we're all just a bunch of friends that enjoy talking about stuff and we always have. And we like, there's plenty of times like we would be playing games and then hours after the podcast, having conversations about movies or whatever happening in the world. And we're like, we should start recording these. <laughs> yeah. And that's yeah. kind of where we're at. So. Yeah, that's kind of, that's, that's kind of how our show happened start. too. Yeah, exactly. yeah, we were the same that's, way. Yeah, we I were, feel that when I we, listen to you guys. Yes, yeah. yeah. we were. We would go out in like Pasadena or somewhere out here in California, and we would go sit out somewhere, and we would have these conversations. So it's like, why wouldn't we just do this and have other people listen to them? And that's mm-hmm. that's what most. I feel like most podcasts start out that way. Like you were kind of saying, absolutely, uh, AJ. Like that's where like a lot should. of them end up. Yeah, it, it makes it feel real. It's like an authentic conversation. You know, people say it's, like with podcasts, like. It's almost like you're in the room having the conversation with them, but you're just listening. That's what I feel like most shows mm-hmm. should go for. And but I think you guys true, do that yeah. and we do that too. But it's like the to- the most like narcissistic thing ever where it's like, <laughs> it's, it's you, know, you know who wants to listen to this conversation? People said other Everybody people should wants. hear this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that's, that's the testament to your guys' show because in a flooded market of of like themed podcasts, like movie podcasts, video yeah. game podcasts, like us, yeah. like nerd, like we cover even less than that. We're just nerd in general. Mm-hmm. Like it's flooded. I feel like the thing that stands out, the the type of show that certainly attracts me and why I asked you to be a part of, of this episode is you guys have this great chemistry and the way you're able to articulate your thoughts in right, not right. only a, an inform, an informational way, but an entertaining yeah. way is critical yeah, for a huge. good podcast. And that's why you guys have in spades. That's why I'm, I am a big fan Thank of, you so uh, much. Show. Really do Real appreciate Real quick, I just that. wanted to ask, because I, you mentioned earlier, I didn't know this. I've only listened to one of your episodes. Um, I listened to the refundies, obviously. Uh, it was very clear you guys were knowledgeable. I didn't know like what your backgrounds were. Uh, this is now two for two, the guests we've had on the show that have been like somehow related to the film industry. It's just nuts to me. So I'm curious, <laughs> like, tell me more about like what you guys have done, like what your role has been in the film industry. Like, give me your, you know, short list, your resume, you know, kind of, you know, your credentials, like flash, flash some rings a little bit for me. <laughs> sure. Now's sure, your time sure. to brag. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, of course. Uh, well, funny enough, the three of us actually met because we worked as on studio operations at Warner Brothers. We were all tour guides. Um, oh, nice. over there. So that's how we, Nice. that was like our first, like I, I've, I'd worked other industry jobs working like advertising and like production, stuff like that, just on offhand. But that job was where you're like, it felt like you, we were fully embedded in the studio world and like actually see, like we would drive a golf cart around getting ready for the day and they're setting up productions inside of the sound stages and on the sets that we're seeing all the time. So like just that, 
like that's how we got like fully engulfed in the industry. I feel like I don't want to speak too much for the other guys, but just based on what I know of them, you know, us being friends so far, like that was the first real gig where the three of us like, oh, we're here, like we're in this now. Um, mm-hmm. And then obviously, so um, cool. <laughs> yeah, no, it was awesome. It was a great gig. Um, it was a great ten months before uh, COVID was like, hey, sorry, no, <laughs> you don't get to do that Aww. anymore. Yeah, they shut down uh, operations and they were closed until about like two months ago or something like that. And um, yeah, and they're probably going to shut yeah. down again. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope not. Because um, I hope not because Joel's back working over there and I got a couple other friends that are working over there. So I hope they stay up. But yeah, who knows what's going to happen? Hopefully, yeah. Yeah. And then I'm, uh, uh, yeah. I've moved on to just like, uh, I do like background acting and stuff like that out here. So I'm on sets, all different sets all the time, working on different shows here and there. That's so I, so great. Yeah, I got my, I got my, uh, I'm dipping my foot in a bunch of different pools trying to keep myself busy out here. But uh, it's been good so far. That- yeah, it's it, that's helpful. That's crazy. Like, I, I love that. I wish because I, we're, we're Texas based like a heap right. is just North Texas and Oklahoma. And so I want to live in that kind of environment because I'm a film student and I'm literally presently right now working on my final film, uh, my short nice. film for my degree. And so just like I would love to just immerse myself in, in that world more. And so that's I'm very jealous that you get to even get to be a part of that, like just being on set. Like that's literally part of like we had an episode where we talked about our bucket list. Yeah. And that is on my bucket list is to be on a feature set to some degree. I don't even have to be directing or like doing cinemas, anything. I just want to be there. Like, that's just so that's I hope that isn't lost on you. The fact that you're able to do that, because that is amazing to the normal man. It's really funny because like it's funny you say that like when I all my friends out here, when like I talk to them about this stuff it's like a job. Like, it's just my job. It's what I do. I work, I do it full time Mm -hmm. now. So, but if I talk to like somebody back, I'm a, I'm originally from New Jersey and then made a 14 year pit stop in Indiana. So I've made my way across the country (laughs) all over here. Um, and then I talk to people from back then and they're just like, Oh my God, that's so cool. You were on a set with this person or you spent all day with this person. And it's like, so I get, I get both names of it. Drop a name. Um, Drop a name. Well, okay. Well, I mean, I guess I'll tell you. I I was on. I worked an episode of The Mandalorian, the Star Wars show. Oh shit! Um, yeah, um, that's freaking dope. And the season two, episode one, um, there was the scene where they do the flashback with Timothy Oliphant, where he's in the ah, he's in the Moss Eisley can he's in the Moss Eisley Cantina on Tatooine, and they show the the flashback. And if you pause very quickly. You can see me back there celebrating the Ooh. the Death the Death Star being blown up. The same it's takes place at the same time as uh, when the Death Star blows up in Return of the Jedi. So like when I got there that day on that set and they told us what we were shooting, it was like I I it was one of those things like I have to tell somebody about this and legally I can't tell anybody about this. Like, <laughs> right, right. Um, That's like, anybody anybody that wanted was there. A- Oh, was there so a big John, director on that one? I don't want to. I don't want to jump ahead. John of that. Favreau actually directed that episode, so he was he did on that there first with one. Us. Oh, that's so yeah. dope! He was on there with us. It was like it, I don't like to talk about all the stuff because it feels like I'm bragging a little bit. But like I, that, that was a that <laughs> was a song, moment right. where it's yeah, that was a moment where I was just like I have to tell people about this. Like it's one of the it might be the coolest sure. thing I will ever do. So it's like that. That's one, worth that bragging one about, though. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah, the coolest thing I ever do. That's the yeah. coolest thing you ever do. Yeah. Just like, it was awesome. I had a, yeah. I had an old family friend who who did the the Hollywood thing where they just like she's like I, I'm gonna go be an actress and she spent yeah. like two three years in Hollywood and then came back like no it's not 
it's not good. I didn't do well. And her big thing was she was in a she was in the background of Freaky Friday, that Lindsay Lohan. Oh yeah, movie. yeah. I know that and one. And she was like, yeah. I'm like, oh, that sounds awesome. She's like, no, it sucked. They oh. they paid us with like a bag of chips, and like oh. we were there for hours. I didn't oh get to meet God. Lindsay Lohan. She was go be a student, and then I was cut. Like they didn't even have my scene. Oh, that's terrible. I'm like, terrible. oh, that's a bad that's a bad yeah. time. They can't but get you have away an awesome with stuff story. like that. That's great. Yeah. They can't get away oh, with stuff yeah. like that anymore. Like I worked. Uh, oh I worked yeah, a show. unions, baby. I worked a show the other day. I'm not even union yet and i worked a show the other day i was there for 17 hours so um damn so yeah yeah so it's uh it's not for everybody like it, it's not hard work but it's something like you have to be patient sure. like you'll you can spend all day there and not even get called to the set so um, oh yeah the, the expression i always hear is hurry up to wait yeah exactly yeah exactly right. well i, I think hear. i was there one day i read an entire book while i was just waiting to go on set like and i, I i'm a very <laughs> i'm a very slow reader so that that shows you how much time uh how much free oh, yeah. time we had that day <laughs> It was Dr. All Seuss. Right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, this episode, we're going to be talking about The Suicide Squad. And gotta make, it's important you get that title correct. Yep. It is The Suicide Squad of 2021, uh, directed by James Gunn. Well, obviously, we're going to have a whole conversation about that because that's a there's scandal there as well. I mean, mm-hmm. to a light degree, but... Uh, to make you feel at home, Ryan, I wanted to sure. start this uh, us off with a bit that I'm going to steal directly from your show, except oh, okay, we're going to put those in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. So if you were to count just the mainstream DC movies, not animated, not the you know Snyder Cut, not the Ultimate Edition, blah, blah, blah. There are nine, not including this one, right. DCEU movies. Okay. And at an average of what you guys do, of rounding down to $9 a pop, you would spend $81. We'll round that down to 80 So okay. uh, we'll go round robin here. $80 DCEU. How much do you want to refund on the DCEU as a whole, not including the Suicide Squad yet? Oh, man. <laughs> that is, wow. Um, that is, well, first off, well done. Well done. Very nice. Yeah, I like that. The, 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 quick, the quick math was great there. I was like, following oh, like, on how much. I've working on it all day. I stressed on it all day. I've been workshopping this bit all um, well, I guess like it really just depends on how many of these I don't think are worth the time. Like you said, like we're not counting mm-hmm. like the extended editions or anything like that, right? We're not doing no, no Snyder cuts, none of okay. that. Just the plain Jane right. theatrical released right. DCEU, Man of Steel, all those kinds of movies. I am of the thought that there are four. No, wait, how many is it now with the new one coming out? It was, I think there. So these are the ones I think that are good. I think Man of Steel is mm-hmm. good. I think okay. I think the first Wonder Woman is good. I think mm-hmm. Shazam is really good. That one might be my favorite still. I think that one's yeah. really good. And then this one. I think this one, The Suicide Squad. I think those are all good films. Like the, I know they have their detractors, but I think they're objectively good. I think the others, I'm going to see if I can even remember all of them. <laughs> so Batman vs. Superman. Some, the, you'll, yeah. yeah. The extended cut <laughs> here, of Batman vs. Superman I'll is read not terrible. For you. Yeah, let's do yeah, it. I got a Ready. list right here. Yeah. So all right. you got Man of Steel, Batman vs. Mm-hmm. Superman, Dawn of yeah. Justice. So Suicide Squad one, yeah. Wonder Woman, Oscar winner. Justice League, Aquaman. <laughs> That's not a joke. Yeah. <laughs> Aquaman, Shazam, Birds of Prey, and then Wonder Woman 1984. Oh, see, I don't see. Oh man, this is one of those things where the ones that are bad are so bad that they drag everything else down. I feel there like. are some like, contrasts. Yeah, there are yeah. peaks and valleys. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, like Aqua, I don't think Aquaman and Birds of Prey are bad movies, but I I understand mm-hmm. why people don't like them. Um, Batman or Superman, it, the theatrical cut is terrible. The extended cut is a wa- is watchable, but then you have to spend like three hours watching it. So is it really worth it? Probably <laughs> not. Um, mm-hmm. And then the Joss Whedon Justice League, like that is just that's just 
the worst line of filmmaking you could possibly do yeah. for a big budget film. Um, Pretty when horrible. we did it, when we pitched our show, we were like, what was our first episode going to be? And I pitched that we do that one first. And I'm like, no, we're not, we got to save that for when, <laughs> for when more people are listening. We got to save that one. And we finally did it. Um, and Wonder Woman 1984 might be one of the worst movies I've seen in the last like four years. Oh, so, Jesus. Yeah. 100%. I, so I think, um, it was like, let's say 80 bucks. Yeah, I'd probably go, mm-hmm. I'd probably want, I'd probably want at least half of that refunded. I'd, I'd probably go 40. He's <laughs> <laughs> got the sounder and everything ready to go. Yeah. We do, we do that That's in post. Right. We do that in post. You're already better than us at that. Oh, dude, no, I'm all about posting. That's Darren. Uh, Heath, of the DCEU, because I think you've seen most, if not all. Yeah, I think almost all of them. Um, all right, so 80 bucks. How much do you want back? I want 50 back. Hmm. Oh. Give me that 50. <laughs> nice. Darren, I don't think you've seen many of these, have you? I've seen Man of Steel, okay. Batman Superman, Suicide Squad, Wonder Woman. I didn't want to watch Justice League because I was so mad that it even existed to begin with, mm-hmm. so I didn't even want to watch it. <laughs> Uh, I have seen Aquaman. I have not seen Shazam, Birds of Prey, or Wonder Woman 1984. So I've only, I guess I've seen what, what we say, like six of the nine movies. Sure. Um, so technically mine's like $60 then, right? Like that's what, <laughs> sure. what mine should be. So we'll say of the 60, I mean, I, I like Man of Steel. Batman Superman was one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, <laughs> Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad is also really bad too. Wonder Woman was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I would want, yeah, I'd say at least $30 back. Out of 60, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, and uh, I've seen all of them. So of the 80, I... Oh, see, I actually... I really, really like Birds of Prey. The Fantastic yeah. Emancipation of one Harley Quinn or Harley Quinn slash the Birds of Prey because there's about 10 different <laughs> titles they went through for that one. Sure, yeah, uh, yeah. I like that one. I like uh, a First Wonder Woman as well. Mm-hmm. I like Shazam. Shazam is perfectly fine. It's the most Marvel that DC ever got. And... Uh, Man of, I'm not a fan. I'm not a big fan of Man of Steel, but I tolerate Man of Steel. I'll count that as good if I'm judging all of the things. So eighty dollars, I want like at least fifty dollars back as well, because there are some stinkers there. But there are the highs are high. Uh, I like I said, I think we all agree that Wonder Woman is probably one of the better ones. But Absolutely. that brings us to the Suicide Squad, which they uh, release simultaneously on HBO Max as well as uh is in theaters which man unfortunate timing that they didn't yeah. <laughs> that this is coming out in theaters now so i guess uh the first question i'll ask is because this is now a common question we ask now with movies coming out how did you guys watch it did you watch it on hbo did you uh go out to the theater uh darren how did you watch it uh yeah no i i had no confidence in the movie even though i know that there was good like reviews going into it i just was so like you know kind of scarred from the first one it's like i'm not paying anything for this um (laughs) so i watched it on hbo max for free so yeah that's how i watched it heck yeah uh heath how did you watch it hbo max as well makes sense and ryan how did you watch it i went to the theater for this one um nice yeah. I am actually a little uh, bit jealous there. Yeah. Me too, actually. I, I, I went to the uh, I went to the IMAX theater we have out here. It's like a legit, the only legit IMAX we have in SoCal. Um, was over at the, over by the Universal Studios theme park. We went over there. Um, me and me and Joel actually went together and we watched it. And we were both just like, nice. Yeah, if we're gonna go to the theater, this is probably the one we want to go see. So we did it. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Why not? Considering yeah, the entire movie was shot in IMAX. They used yeah. <clears throat> IMAX verified reds for this, and exactly. so yeah, you saw it the way I really want to see it. I want to yeah. see it because uh, yeah, it looked, I let it him looked pick pretty. The, 
I let him pick the tickets and he's he's going to listen to this and he's going to he's going to laugh that I told this story. Um, we picked our tickets like a day or two ahead of time. And I'm not that picky when it comes to tickets like I he's and he's one of those like I want to sit like right in the middle so that the sound is hitting me from all the different right. areas. Like it's like I just no, want to see it. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, hey, man, like I he he signed up for a list finally. And I was like, hey, you pick you like I'll add you to my entourage. You pick the tickets like wherever you want to sit. I'm fine with. And he sends me back what he's picking. And it's like in the four row just so it could sit sit in the middle of the theater and i was like i mean i i said he could pick so yeah i guess so there's meanwhile he's like oh all this all the good seats are gone and it's like the like the six most middle seats of every row are gone and everything else is open he's like yeah almost all the tickets are gone i was like what are you talking about like there's plenty I was like, okay so and then it's not it's not like these were those like nice reclining chairs either just standard theater chairs so you're just sitting there like oh this. that sucks Tilting your head up, yeah. trying to see everything. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's no, uh, it's a good thing. It's, it's, like, it's like, don't worry though. We only have two hours and fifteen minutes left. This will be fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this this one did have a long runtime. Yeah, which uh, I guess we could start start talking a little bit about our thoughts on it because I again I obviously I, mean, I saw it on HBO as well which was wonderful because again I have a little baby so we were bouncing up we have two uh, living rooms upstairs downstairs and nice. oh living room that sounds that sounds nicer than it really is it's an upstairs <laughs> playroom for our kid and so like we we're playing downstairs like watching it about an hour and I'm like all right he's losing it let's go back let's go upstairs so we went upstairs continued watching it on HBO uh, so that was how we had to end up watching it but it, it was I don't think it affected the or my viewing too much of it so let's dive into I guess we got to talk James Gunn with this sure. because it's a James Gunn flick and uh, it was famous that James Gunn got fired from from Marvel after the whole uh, which I'm not going to voice my opinion on the whole cancel culture thing of it because he had some I guess some tweets resurface from I don't want to make up a year while ago. It's been a while. That were, yeah. They yeah, were pretty it was bad. A long time. Yeah. The tweets weren't good. Let's be clear. They're not great. Uh, they were also kind of nonsense if I'm recalling off the top of my head. It didn't stand out to me. It's not like he like dropped a bunch of N-bombs or whatever. It was just nonsense. But uh, he got fired, which a big uproar because he's one of the, I would argue, probably the most stylish director of the MCU. He's one of the few dr- names you remember with the directors of uh, Marvel movies. Besides Russo, James Gunn, and uh, Favreau. Like, yeah, I, I can, uh, I, I actually, I could name all the directors for every movie. So that's my dude. Not the best candidate. Yeah, no, you're right. Ta- yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, average person probably wouldn't be able to do that. And so when you had James Gunn, probably the st- most stylish of them. Uh, getting rid of him is a big deal because I can't imagine them making a Guardians without him. And so he jumps, the jump ship is the wrong word. It sounds worse than it is. He, they hired him over at DC to reboot slash do a sequel slash like adjust Suicide Squad. That's one of those things that you could, you could ask 10 different people what this movie is and they'd all have different answers between reboot. James Gunn himself has different answers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nobody knows. He says it's its own thing. It's like, it's not a reboot. It's not a, because I was trying to explain it to my wife who's not, film savvy definitely not like a uh, comic book movie savvy and mm-hmm. she's like so what is this i'm like it's it's the suicide squad she's like didn't they do one of those <laughs> yes <laughs> this yeah, is not suicide like, squad yeah. 2 <laughs> wink <laughs> yeah it's 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 a reboot let's be 100 clear it's a reboot they're they're letting like uh, they're utilized actually to be 100 clear this worked out perfectly using it the way it is where it mm-hmm. they don't spend the time introducing the characters because they're like, you saw that in the first Suicide Squad. It sucked, but you know who Amanda Waller is. Let's move on. Like, I appreciated mm. that. That they didn't, of two hours, 15 minutes, they didn't have to give me too much backstory on really any of these characters, which I really appreciated. 
Well, they do the thing so, like well, they do the thing right after like the opening scene with Michael Rooker's character. Waller comes in and he's like, "Here's the deal. Uh, you go right. on this mission. Yeah. <laughs> I put the bomb in your head. If you succeed, you get ten cent, ten years off your sentence. If you don't, you're probably gonna die." It's like, yeah, that's that's about right. That's it. That's all we needed to know. <laughs> yeah, that was like the quickest knockout exposition ever. Yeah, yeah, just look at the camera. You good? You guys caught up? All right, let's make a movie. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been so funny if they like look right at the audience for that part, right, just, like, exactly. give, like give a thumbs up, like you got it. All right, cool. We're gonna keep going here. <laughs> I was partially expecting that from Harley Quinn at some point to do some yeah, kind yeah. of reference of like, what is like, what is this? What are we doing here? We're some are we type gonna of suicide Will Smith? squad. Yeah. Well, it's funny you bring it, that up because you, it you felt probably like, know. Go ahead. It felt like Harley Quinn and Captain Boomerang already had a relationship of some sort. And same with Rick Flagg and Harley Quinn. So mm-hmm. when right, he says right. it, when he says it's a full reboot, but he sprinkles in some elements from the original one that make you question like, wait, hold on a second. Like, is it a full rebuild reboot? Cause you can, you can cast the same people and call it a reboot. That's no problem. When you're touching on elements from the previous film, it makes it a little more interesting. I think he did a great job with that. So I could go with the, this is a reboot. And if you want to, for like the deeper fans, if you want to remember these small little details and these other relationships with these characters, I think it's a nice little win-win situation for everybody. Absolutely. Agreed. And I think yeah. you, you, you nailed it. Uh, something that they were, I was reading up on was apparently Idris Elba, his, the character bloodshot or Bloodsport, was going to be actually dead shot mm-hmm. originally. They, when they couldn't get Will Smith was attached to it. And then he had to bow out because of scheduling conflicts. They got Idris Elba to play uh, air quotes. This is all hearsay dead shot. And then I guess DC or someone made the decision of, well, let's give the out if slash when Will Smith ever comes back. So yeah. now, cause you can tell in the movie that this is a hundred percent supposed to be dead shot. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Down to the daughter role down to like everything about that is dead shot. Uh, but it's enough of like a, it's not. So when Will Smith comes back, it'll be okay. So I think again, that works perfectly fine. I think using the, having the history of the characters already said, and that's basically it as far as referencing the first suicide squad mm-hmm. was great. I think, that's the uh, they're trying their best to put the distance and i can appreciate i mean everyone hates suicides david Ayer won't shut up about how much he hates <laughs> his, what they did in suicide squad so uh i guess let's start diving into this what was some of your guys's good coming into this uh darren you're the most not movie slash not dc uh guy here so what were your thoughts kind of cold turkey for this movie yeah i mean i I went in this movie with uh, little expectations, even though I know like it did have good reviews and stuff. Um, obviously, like you know, at least AJ and Heath know this. I'm not much, of a, I'm not, not a huge action movie guy, not a huge gore mm. guy, and so I expected that going into it. So I was like, all right, just grit your teeth and get through it, whatever. I actually really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the entire thing. Like I thought it was like the, my thing that I've always said with action movies is that I don't like action movies that don't have plot. This actually had good plot. Like it was like the characters were interesting. Like the acting was really good. Oh, the cast was really good. Every single one of them, I thought was good. Um, maybe there there were some there were some pieces from some that weren't great necessarily, but I I enjoyed almost every like you know even passing dialogue. Like uh, Margot Robbie is incredible. I love her. Um, yeah, she's good. Yeah, so like I actually really enjoyed it. Uh, I mean, there was parts in terms of like the vulgarity of it, like you know slicing someone's head off with a boomerang. I was like, okay, we're starting off strong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but but it, I mean it. Just getting past that stuff, like I said, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of that kind of those kind of movies. But uh, getting past that stuff, it was cool. I, I enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was really good. So awesome, uh, Heath. What were your goods of the movie? Uh, I'm just gonna go with the strong opinion and just say that this is my favorite DC film now. Out of all the DC films, this is now my favorite one. 
For it sure. really might be mine as well. Uh, I think this movie fucks. Like, this is a good-ass movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, just, it just James Gunn is just like, he James Gunn's the only way James Gunn can James Gunn. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, he this yeah. is it hard. all over it. The yeah. needle drops. Pedal to the metal. Floored. The characters. <laughs> this ragtag group of people that have really no knowledge outside of, you know, comic fans. And he makes them lovable, great, but they're villains. So they're shitty people, but you still love them. And everything about it was fantastic. From like the passing dialogue, these throwaway lines that were fantastic made me laugh. The action, the dark humor, the gore. Like this is right on par for me. This is like one of my favorite movies of DC for sure. Awesome. And uh, Brian, what were, your, what were some of the good things that you liked of this? I mean, I'm a huge James Gunn fan. The Guardians movies are, or at least the first one might be... Definitely top three, maybe my favorite Marvel movie. So I was Same. I was looking forward to this already, just knowing that it was his film. And then when I saw it was getting the R rating, which the first one didn't have, it's like, oh, okay. So like he's got a full sandbox to play in now. So we get he can go all exactly. over the place. And then they're announcing what the characters he's putting in this. And it's just like I've never heard of most of these, which means that most of these characters are probably going to die, but I'm also going to really <laughs> ca- I'm also going to really care when some of them get die as well. And that's what ha- like mm-hmm. he, there's people out there clamoring for a rat catcher two spin-off movie. And like before <laughs> you yeah. saw this, did anybody see that coming like a month ago? Like it's like, oh sure. Yeah, never. That's like like it's it's crazy. The one thing, and we've talked about this on our show, like James Gunn, his strongest suit in his movies is characters. He writes characters yes, so yes. incredibly well in all of his films that you care about everybody that you're seeing. And this was no different. And it's like a cast of like 20 people, even the people that work for Waller, they have like a couple lines here and there. They're just monitoring the computers like, oh, these characters are, are great. They're so funny. I can't wait to see what they're when they got going on. And they, they do some yeah. funny stuff too. I think he... He hit it out of the park with this one. Like, this is definitely one of the best films that uh, that DC has. And if I was if I was Kevin Feige and I was Marvel, I would be a little concerned that after Guardians three, James Gunn is just gonna kind of wash his hands of Marvel entirely and just go play around at DC a little bit more. Because uh, the rumor was that, and this is I think this has been confirmed by him by James Gunn, where it's like they gave him a laundry list of topics that he could pick for the movie to do with them, and he picked Suicide Squad. So. It's totally mm-hmm. in play that he could bring his style to another another DC property, one that's already happened and floundered or one that we haven't seen yet. So I think I think he's going to be one of those directors for DC that they keep going back to, just like Sandberg is right now with Shazam, just like Patty Jenkins is with Wonder Woman. And then for a while, like how Zack Snyder was, I think he's kind of we're kind of done with his his involvement in DC, but those other two for sure. And I think he's going to enter into that discussion with them. And sure. I, I think that's perfect. Yeah, you that that was great. Uh, I, I absolutely agree with everything you guys said. The the characters in this, and what I like about James Gunn's style is like it, it goes hand in hand with characters, but it's the relationships he has between the characters. Yeah, the way he's able to make you care about n- a nonsense King Shark. Like <laughs> we should not care about King Shark as much as we do. Uh, like my wife, she loves the whole animal companion character in any movie from the old Disney movies of the little like bird or whatever like the like pocahontas little raccoon she her favorite character from guardians was groot like she loves that kind of character so when we have king like that having that style of director doing a suicide squad movie with making king shark a lovable character was nonsense because i'm a, again i'm a huge comic fan i love suicide squad i've read a ton of suicide squad from not just the new 52 but the old school stuff I, and i love i love it and so knowing who king shark is and i've never seen him presented in this way was 
refreshing and just having that gun style to the characters where they all have which what what's one of the big things I love about it these are bad guys yeah. and throughout the movie we are constantly charmingly reminded these are For bad sure, guys yeah. yes they're becoming together like a family but don't get it twisted they're villains <laughs> they will murder <laughs> anybody it doesn't matter and that the, to me I was losing my mind so much during the the bits where it was just like yeah this couldn't exist in a in a normal superhero movie this couldn't exist in marvel like when it comes i also tell my wife I'm like this is she didn't realize it was rated r when we started the movie and so when it starts with like all the gore and stuff i'm like oh yeah like this i miss this like we like deadpool <laughs> kind of but that's that was fox and now it's gonna you know apparently marvel's gonna do the r thing with that but yeah, we'll just see having these yeah like i said we'll see <laughs> Yeah, we'll see what I, they do with that I, I'm, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt because they've seen how much money Deadpool makes being R, but yeah. we'll see. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're you're correct to be skeptical. Yeah, they shouldn't touch. Uh, that. They he, shouldn't change anything about that character. So just just let just, Ryan Reynolds do yeah, his let, thing. Let him do his thing. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> Have him and Taika Waititi hang out more and do their thing together because that was. Yeah, great. Did exactly. you guys see that by the way? There was a a YouTube video of Deadpool Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool with Korg. Uh, yes, exactly. Reacting yeah. air quotes to the, the first crossover, uh, so the free guy. It. Yeah, the the free guy trailer. It was it was hilarious because if you don't know, uh, Ryan Reynolds and Taika Waititi are friends. Like they've had history in other movies and stuff before. They were in Green Lantern together, <laughs> so like it's it that's that's great. But uh, where was I going with that? Oh yeah, uh, the style of the movie, like the transitional stuff, like the title cards and stuff, were so freaking cool. amazing. Beautiful. Yeah. As it was happening, I'm like, why? And I'm like, oh, yeah, because James Gunn cares. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's like, well, I could just move the scene here. But no, I, I could have the traditional splash t- uh, location tag. No, I'm going to have this really cool like chapter, like title of the chapter, which is really, really dope. That Jotunheim, uh, Jotunheim like, one? Yeah. Oh, Jotunheim. The perspective, right? that one, the perspective Yeah, part. the perspective one where he, go, he, pulls, he pulls the camera up after that to like look down on it going into mm-hmm. the city. And you see that it's forced perspective. It was like, wow. Like, yeah. That was so like, cool. Why? No, <laughs> nobody so ha- cool. no one has to do that. Yeah, no one has to do that. <laughs> exactly. It doesn't de- be- or doesn't de- it's not a detriment to the movie at all if you don't do it. But right. he's like, no, I'm gonna do it. Like that, like or the, like the I love the first one, uh, uh, the one what? with the blood in the water or whatever. Like it was like that was like, oh, oh this yeah. is interesting. Fa- way like of doing more like this. Warner Brothers pictures. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, but then it's like then you, then it happened again later on. It's like, is this gonna keep happening the rest of the movie? It happened like like it was like seven different times probably where there's just <laughs> yeah, like, it was great. Like, words in the sky or something like that. It was so cool. Yeah, like I loved the uh, the Harley, Qu- the one where they go to save Harley Quinn, where they're like Operation like whatever, fire. and then yeah. the fire blows out and the smoke com- comes up with Harley Quinn. I'm like, was there? I want to know, was there a dude whose job was to just workshop those? <laughs> and he's like, well, this could be freaking cool. Or was it just James Gunn was just like eating a sandwich and he just jotted down on a napkin? Huh, that could be kind of like it's just fire, it, it, smoke. Yeah, that much yeah. extra level of effort. And like uh, the camera stuff in this, like you mentioned it, like the camera showing the force perspective, like uh, I immediately go to the fight between Bloodsport and uh Hell peacemaker yeah. but let's john cena Absolutely. let's be clear yeah. and it, the almost the whole fight of it i say it's about 30 seconds is from the reflection oh yeah the one he does with flag yeah yeah like that was, yeah yeah i'm sorry yeah uh with flag and, and john cena i'm like that was amazing why besides yeah. stylish and dope it was beautiful Badass, that's why yeah so like that kind of effort it to me is what made this movie is probably the best thing of this movie the characters are hilarious the jokes land for me almost the entire time but the extra effort in style 
for this movie is what 100% puts us leagues above the other DC movies. And one more example of that too, the style part, like when Harley Quinn is like running through the thing and like stabbing her with a javelin, like the flowers are coming out of them instead of <laughs> yeah. blood or whatever. Yeah, exactly. It's like, that's just like, again, like totally unnecessary, like not even like a thing, but like it just, it just kind of like reinforces the character. She's just really giddy. She's really happy. And while she's murdering people, the job. I think there's a lot of people that didn't realize why he did that. Uh, and I, I caught this on my own. If you remember when she's like first in the dress and she's like in the back of that limo and she's getting all done up and she's looking in the mirror, she's like, I look like yes. a princess. Then you see that yeah. shot with like the flower and stuff. And I saw like the animation, like birds and forest animals. So it was like, Oh, this is like her princess moment. Like, so it's like a nice touch onto exactly. that that he did. It's like no one, that was a throwaway line that nobody would have thought about again. And he, he thinks about those things in his movies and it's what makes him so good. Cause that scene's hilarious where she's, she's got like double handed sure. machine guns, just blowing through all these soldiers <laughs> with all the animation flowing behind her. It was hilarious. Exactly. I feel, Beautiful. Like, I feel like you're trying to call me out, Ryan. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> There's a thing called subtext. Darren doesn't yep. know I had, and he has no idea how to approach that. So like th- that that throw line, that throwaway line though of "I'm a princess" mm-hmm. is so good. Like the way she says it with like tears mm-hmm. in her eyes, like it's soul. Like it, it's actually soul. Like dude, I turned my wife. Margo, like, damn, she's yeah. a good actor. <laughs> Margot Robbie is first of all a treasure. God yeah. bless her. I know we te- our queen, I guess, hold if we're going to be creepy. The GG queen <laughs> is uh, Anya Taylor-Joy. But Margot Robbie hey, a is a pick. very... Day, day of the week, <laughs> it could be Margot Robbie. Because, dude, she I can't think of anyone who could play Harley Quinn better than her. She well, has she's completely a great actor. encapsulated her. I was telling uh, the guys on my show, like I think of all of the people that... DC has like on their roster of characters, she's the most bankable person they have is Margot as Harley oh, yeah. Quinn. Like, yeah. and then I got some pushback with like Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman. I was like, yeah, but after 1984, mm-hmm. like that was just, that's a mess. <laughs> like, like Mar- Margot, say what you will about the first Suicide Squad. She's fantastic in it. Um, Birds of Prey, if she doesn't, I think the other characters are okay in that movie, but she's like on a whole nother level in that one and it makes the For movie sure. better. And then, and then this one, she's just, she fit in so well with these new characters and she still was like, oh, I'm remember I'm Harley fucking Quinn. Like you're going to pay attention right. to me. hundred percent. And it, I'll be on your side on that hundred percent because I love, I mean, well, everything you just said about Margot, but <laughs> I did that. I, I gave the signal. He, if you can't leave, to be on your side about it though, I still think there are other women who could have played Wonder Woman better than uh, gal. I think, you know, I think she does great, but, I think there is still there. I guess her performance of it isn't to me as attached and ingrained as, as Margot's is with, with Harley Quinn, mm-hmm. because I, I don't know, I guess just, she hasn't had the chance to really flex too much of character besides a few parts in the first wonder woman. Cause 1984 really did. Like you said, it, it kind of derailed it and really took away any, I don't know, weight and attachment I had with uh, Gal Gadot and, uh, in Wonder Woman, but Heath, what were you saying? Well, she, she's been in four movies, and most of them are terrible, too, for Gal Gadot. That's oh, God, yeah. I completely forgot she was in Batman yeah. v Superman. Bad record. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying, Heath? No, I was going to say, like, in the first Who's That Squad, I'll be honest, I didn't like Harley Quinn in that one because she was almost the sole purpose of being, like, a sex symbol. Dude, she being, was treated like, just dirty. Give everybody a boner and then they'd be on her way. And I was like, come on. She's, like, an yeah, awesome character. Don't do this to her. The respect they gave her in this, where 
Even yes. the parts, like like the parts where it was like, oh, she's kind of, she's really just gonna sleep with this dude. Where it's like, okay, right. well, she can she can do that. But then the second the dude was like giving his horrible, horrible monologue <laughs> of, uh, I was like the women and the children too. <laughs> like he was giving that speech. <laughs> Bla- dude, that shook me. I I did not yeah. see that coming. Harley Quinn freaking blowing that dude away and just murdering him. She's like, yeah, kind of learned my lesson. I've grown as a character. <laughs> yeah, just just wonderful. So uh, we can go on and on and we'll obviously keep, we'll come back to it naturally because we all agree this is a good movie. Uh, what were some of the bad, some of the, the things that I guess we can probably get through this quickly. What were some of the things that you didn't care for uh, in this movie? Uh, Darren, if you had any. I mean, the, I already mentioned it really. It, it was just the... It's. I think it's bad. It's not necessarily even bad though. Like I mean, I like the thing that I didn't enjoy was just like the over the top like gore. I mean, like that's the only thing. Like, I'm not a big fan of that kind of stuff in movies. Like I'm a little pansy girl. Um, mm-hmm. But <laughs> I mean, it's like it, I understand. Like it would have been lesser if it wasn't gory. Like if they like made it more like PG or whatever, it would have made the movie lesser to me. So it's not even necessarily a bad thing. It's just like it kind of for me. Like it just like kind of made me uncomfortable a little bit. But I understand like to to really reinforce the grittiness and like you said the villain the villain aspect of the characters like mm-hmm. i think it's necessary I, I wouldn't want them to be like just breaking necks and like you know just like doing like really like you know really uh you know like pg more moves like you know, all the marvel characters do i want them to be like you know, stabbing each other in the face with javelins like you know like that's that's that yeah. is a requirement of the characters so but yeah like, so heath what did you think was bad uh for me it's kind of double-edged sword because the very first scene the first 15 minutes that misdirect is incredible mm-hmm at the same time, I was kind of hyped to see Michael Rooker and Pete Davidson. Shout out to my out. boy, Michael Rooker. Yeah. I was like, all right, they're in this. It's going to be good. And then they die. I'm like, this is amazing, incredible. But at the same time, I'm like, well, damn, I kind of wanted to see them. Right. <laughs> it reminded me of the, uh, what's that movie I made you guys watch? The MacGruber bit. That bit oh. from MacGruber. <laughs> where oh, the thing like they do with all the wrestlers. The yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's the same time. That will never not be funny. Or like what they did in Deadpool 2. <laughs> exactly. With uh, yeah. Terry Crews. Oh, yeah. That will never not be funny to me. <laughs> the whole crew just dying off the back. Yeah, yeah, getting big name people in like, it's almost like, we know you're going to die. You're not in any of the later <laughs> promo material stuff. <laughs> like there's no scenes of uh, of uh, Pete, Pete Davidson, Davidson like outside nah. of that, like two scenes. So I'm like, I don't think he's making it out of that first part of life. Which is a bummer yeah, because that. like that, the, the, if you don't watch the trailers, you won't know that that's going to happen to that first group of characters. But if you right. see any of the promotional stuff, you know that, oh, we don't see any of these people again. Like, yeah, there's I'm no extra, people? there's no extra shots. Yeah. I'm one of those people, Ryan. I didn't watch any of the trailers. Like, I knew that the movie was coming out. I wanted to watch it. So I didn't watch any trailers. <laughs> Dan was like, oh, it's Yondu. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Pete Davidson, and I was pretty excited. It's like, oh, cool. Like, I didn't know I, I didn't know any of the characters in terms I, I thought it was going to be like a, like a really, like a, a reboot of the previous Suicide Squad. So mm-hmm. I was starting to see, like, you know, whatever, Deadshot and all the different same characters. And it's like, oh, this is... Savant, I've never even heard of this character. This is interesting. And then Pete Davidson walks on the beach and he gets shot in the shot in the face, and his face explodes. It's like, oh, okay. And then like the weasel drowns, and like they're all that was just like, yeah. they're Dude, all just the weasel was yeah. so funny. It was like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> I, I was, I was uh, shifting when gears. I saw, when I saw that, I was devastated because I love Captain Boomerang. He's one of my favorite DC yeah. villains. Oh, um, Tom Hardy too. I, I totally forgot Tom that's Hardy. Not Tom Hardy. So, that's not Tom Hardy. <laughs> that's not at all. Jai, Tom Hardy. That's Jai Courtney. Jai Courtney. <laughs> 
Not Tom Hardy, like Darren. Tom Hardy. <laughs> Darren, why are you looking this up like we're wrong about this? Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll make sure. It was, it was great to see, we'll see. see the, scre- the screen flash bright so you know he's looking it up. Yeah, you just see that big Google, <laughs> Google thing reflect off Darren's glasses. Darren, when have we ever out. been wrong? How many barrels do you want? <laughs> the verdict's still out. You have two assassins on the show slicing your throat with movie knowledge. What are you going to do? <laughs> it's not Tom Hardy. Uh, we'll see. Oh, so funny. But yeah, that, uh, uh, actually, that actually made me really sad when they killed yeah. Captain Boomerang. I was devastated. Because, I like, yeah. couldn't get over it the rest of the movie. I was like, he was my favorite part of the first one. Like, I, I don't Dude, like the he first was so one. Dope. He was my favorite part. And it's the only good thing I've ever seen Jai Courtney in. So I was like, oh, okay. Oh, well, God, yeah. Hopefully he gets to do you, a little Tom bit more Hardy. in this one. Yeah, I'm oh, sorry, Tom Hardy. Yes, the jury's still out. We'll fi- by the end, by the end of the episode, we will have a sure answer. I guarantee it. We're not 100 percent sure that it wasn't just yeah. Tom Hardy acting as as Jai Courtney. He's that good of an actor, right? It could, right he could have right. been in the mo- in the mocap suit on set. Exactly, we just digitally made him Jai Courtney. Yeah. Um, How funny was Nathan Fillion's character? Dude, <laughs> that? I, I almost cried so hard. when he sends his arms out and then they're so slow, slow and then he's doing nothing and then he's rolling on the ground. Harley's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I, yeah, dude. I'm like, this is a dumb ability, dude. It was amazing. So like, what's TD? Like, and that comes down to that's 100. Like, you could smell the James sure. Gunn when he was like, "What's TDK stand for?" He's like, "It's my it's name. My, it's my name. It's like, just your letters. name's letters." He's like, "All names are like that type of thing." Where it's just like, dude, this letters, is James mate. Gunn just hanging out, just just typing it up, just killing it. Right. right. But uh, uh, Ryan, was there any negatives that you had on this movie? Anything that you didn't really care for? Yeah, I mean, outside of Jai Courtney's quick appearance, um, <laughs> uh, I th- yeah, sorry, I, I will get it right at some point. Um, that scene, that scene, AJ, you mentioned earlier with like Harley and like the pseudo like love story fake out that we did. I love the fake yeah. out, but everything leading up to it, where before you don't know is a fake out. I I couldn't wait for it to end. Like oh, really? as soon as like yeah. she wa- she walks in and the guy's like in the speedo and he throws the robe on and they have like the quick montage with like the birds and all this. It's like this is just this I am not enjoying. And it it felt like it was like a twenty minute scene and in actuality because I watched it again at home after I saw it. I was like mm-hmm. let me watch it again just to make sure I caught everything. Um, and it was only like three minutes. I was like oh wow oh okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's like oh yeah it's that is a really pace quick. killer. Yeah, it was the only thing, the only time in the movie that the pacing was bad. Um, I thought everything else was pretty good. I think the bar scene maybe dragged a little too long as well, uh, where they're like the club and they find uh, the thinker. Um, I think, and those two happening like congruently maybe made that feel a little longer for me. But uh, it's really, it's very nitpicky. It's two things that like on a rewatch, they don't bother me because I know they're very quick. And then we're just right back into the great stuff because everything before that is fantastic and everything after that is fantastic. But those, if there was anything, I would say it's like that part of the movie. I agree. Uh, actually, you you brought up the only real down I had on it was the bar scene, uh, just because I, I can accept it. But it's the scene where the guys all come together as friends and yeah. kind of like as a family. And to me, it happened a little. It felt a little snappy when they did it, where it's just mm-hmm. like, and hey, now we're friends. We're like it. To me, when he's like, uh, whoever was like, oh, I'll get a drink. And then uh, Idris Elba was like, eh, no drink. And he's like, come on. He's like, all right, drink. Like that to <laughs> me felt a little, a tiny bit like a, a leap 
as force. far as these characters relationship. Yeah. Like I, I, I can forgive it. I can totally forgive it. But as I watched it, that was the only real negative thing that stood out to me of like, Oh, okay. I guess they're just friends now. Like they're, yeah. they're past all their differences. Like, uh, granted it's like at that point, I don't know when that is like an hour in hour 15, maybe even 20. And, uh, having them like building up that whole time of friendship really if it's okay i could forgive it but like i said it just it felt like they could have had more friendship parts up to that point uh before all of a sudden they're just friends so but keep in mind the bar scene in the first movie that's the oh, worst yeah, yeah. where like, everyone's <laughs> exposition and story comes in all at once it's awful Oh, so dude, nothing's ever going to beat. This is Katana. She's got my back. <laughs> I would advise not getting killed by her. Her sword traps the souls of its victims. It's like, oh, God. Could you believe that the studio ruined that movie and it wasn't just a written piece of crap? <laughs> dude, God. I love Katana, too. I love her character in DC. And they, dude, I'm like, oh, yeah, I mean, that is, that's true. But that's not how you introduce her. She's that's not, not she shouldn't, right she shouldn't be on, she shouldn't be on the suicide squad. Like she's not yeah. a character meant for the suicide right. squad. There's no reason for her exactly. to be there. It's like, Oh, did she commit a crime? Well, no. Does she have the chip in her head? Well, no. So why is she mm-hmm. here? Cause she's friends with Rick flag. That doesn't make sense, yeah. but okay. Let's, yeah, let's commit time to her and her backstory and her, and like have flashbacks and stuff and have yeah. her be part of the conclusion of, Oh, I'll find you. I'll release your soul bull crap but i'm sure uh, i'm sure the air cut will dive deeper into that in like the five sure. hour oh, the air cut be, it'll <laughs> yeah. be great yeah. they'll have more joker in it and it's uh, not that's, that's what we want yeah that's what everybody yeah. wants uh <sighs> but something else that i really really liked i guess because now we, just, we got the negative out of the way let's dive back to the good stuff uh james gunn purposely made it a point to pick obscure characters in this where yes. he literally it's a joke among comic fans of polka dot man yeah mm-hmm. and i would have bet I would have lost a million dollars because I would have bet like who gives a crap a polka dot man he's garbage he's purposefully garbage that's his bit and for them to have him in this movie and I give so much of a crap about polka dot man Heath what do you have to say about polka dot man he is legitimately my favorite character in this show or movie I think I he love that, oh, so what's, that what's that actor's funny. name he pops up in so much stuff it's like, like David Dolchman or something like that Something uh, like that. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got, got that some humor some... that he had was so dark. But that's because yeah, that is your way. humor of just like it really is. It, honestly, it, like I think we're all gonna die. He's like God. I, I hope, hope so. so. God, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> that's right up my eye. I don't know why it's so funny, but for sure I, we're kind of jumping ahead. But the ending, it was like that's your mom, and he like blows her head like off. He's like, <laughs> yeah. I'm a fucking hero, <laughs> dude. All the bits with the mom had me laughing. Like oh he's in the club and his mom's dancing so on him. So funny. <laughs> I was laughing so hard. I did like the scene in the bar when all the moms were dancing with him. Like I didn't even realize it at first. Like yeah. they were dancing, and then like I looked around and I was like, oh my god, they're all his mom. I was so creeped out. <laughs> I didn't even realize it at first. I was so taken aback by it. Yeah. So where's your mom now? She's everywhere. Yeah. That's so freaking funny. Yeah, for yeah. sure. But yeah, us giving a crap about him, giving a crap about Ratcatcher 2, which it's almost yeah. like it's almost a joke. But to me, that's what James Gunn's courage, I guess, is just so admirable. Because oh, yeah. if you just look at literally what happens in this movie, who else has the courage to have Starro like burst <laughs> out of the freaking like a uh, tunnel, like the building thing, and he's stomping on people and all like it's that kind that kind of story isn't told in in these movies because they're supposed no. to be you know quote serious or like what dc was up to this point dark and gritty sure. like because again i this i think the root of it was just hitching the the horses to Zack snyder who has a distinct style and i don't think his style fit 
universe. You know, I think he was the wrong guy for that. Give him a Batman movie. He'd be perfect. Maybe don't give him Superman, but you know, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, uh, with, with basically kind of, kind of going off what you were saying too, you know, like one of the other members of the cast, Matt, you know, one of his like kind of concerns with like characters dying in the Marvel universe is like, you know, people get attached to those characters. And so it's like, they want to bring them back. So that's the reason the multiverse is here. It's like, now they have a chance to bring back old characters or whatever. And we've always said, like, if they're telling characters stories well, people are going to be interested in them. This is a perfect example of that. Like, these are characters that no one cares yes. about. No one's ever heard of, like, any of these characters. Like, I've heard of Bloodsport, and that's pretty much it. The rest of them I haven't heard of. Uh, yeah. Like, And so, but they told a story well. Like, they're good characters with cool stories, cool backstories. Like, a little girl from Portugal who, like, her dad was a rat catcher. Like, it's totally, like, in premise is not very interesting. It is not cool. But, like, you, it, he makes you care about the character. And that's so cool to me. And that just is proof that, like, going forward, and this is obviously a different topic, but, like, going forward in the Marvel Universe, like, we can bring a thousand of these characters that no one's ever heard of. And as long as you tell the stories well, it's going to be interesting inherently. So. Yeah. And to go along with what you said uh, about that, the, the James Gunn wanted to get these obscure characters and the way he's, because that's the way Suicide Squad is in the comics. They're all expendable. That's literally their purpose is that uh, Amanda Waller can have these bad guys do stuff and God forbid something goes wrong. Click. Oh, a bad guy's dead. Who's upset? No one. Cool. That's the whole purpose of Task Force X of Suicide Squad. But I wanted them to do, they haven't done this yet. In the first arc of the New 52 Suicide Squad, the whole, like they, I thought they were going to do this with this one, where they they uh, they clean up some mess that the, the government did, the US government did. They, uh, I think it was like zombies or something dumb. And the Suicide Squad show up, they handle it, everything's good. And then Deadshot then kills one of the members of the Suicide Squad and is like, all right. I did my job. We can blame it all on him. Right, Waller? And Waller's like, yep, that was the whole point of this mission was we needed a fall guy. I thought they were going to do that with this movie as well because they were setting up the whole uh, the U.S. getting involved with the Starro thing. I'm like, they're going to kill someone and maybe rat catcher or something in my head. I'm like, it has to be someone else. I thought it was going to be flag of uh, and then they're going to kill him. And that's going to be the dark twist of that's this is not the Justice League. This is the Suicide Squad. But they didn't do it perfectly fine. But they have that. Uh, uh, I guess Game of Thronesiness or like the Walking Deadiness of any character can die at any second. Right, any second. Yeah, and that opening scene hammers that home. Like you oh, know, absolutely. Yeah. You know that like oh, if Boomerang's not going to make it, then like we have a lot in play here. Um, because he's probably like him and Harley and Flag are probably like, the three characters that eat, like the only people people the only characters people really know. It's like, I didn't even know who Bloodsport was going into this movie. I had no idea. I knew who King Shark was. Yeah, points for you, Darren. Yeah. (laughs) I only knew King Shark really just from like animation and comics, like, and uh, the Harley Quinn TV show where it's a completely different version of the character. So, Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, like, you don't know what's going to happen to these characters. You don't know who's going to make it. And I thought it was interesting who actually ends up making it out of this film. It was a very interesting choice by them. And how does it feel like some random guy from Texas doesn't know that movie's new like more than you did? <laughs> I'm not going to push too hard, but I'm convinced you have no clue who Bloodsport was. Never heard of him. Yeah, exactly. That's like, I'm like, you don't know who Bloodsport is. Uh, but so you had, like, me, you the had me there. I was believing yeah. you. Oh, no. In my head, I'm like, you don't know who Bloodsport is, you lie. I can't come on their show and accuse somebody of lying. I can't do that. Maybe <laughs> oh, maybe bro. as we get a little further yeah. in, I'll do it. But <laughs> Get a little familiar. When we have you on again, we'll have the other guys too. We'll, yeah, we'll, exactly. The whole show will just be us trashing. So, 
I'll come in like, all right, listen, listen here, fuckers. Here's what's going to happen this time. Yeah. <laughs> that's the fun part about Darren is that every ga- every statement he says is like two truths and a lie. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, something else I, that I, oh man, what did I, that I, oh yeah. I was actually like aghast and I, I was taken back and it actually really hit me when they killed flag. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. When they cut to the little, uh, I call it the Romeo must die like internal shot, like the the Mortal Kombat (laughs) Mortal Kombat. Yeah. 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 Getting stabbed. I'm like, there's no coming back from that. No, he's like, (laughs) he's dead, dead. Yeah. He's dead. And that, that really broke my heart. Cause I'm like, this is crazy. Yeah. It's like, this is black. Rick Flag's the face of the Suicide Squad. Like he's oh, yeah, the guy. Sure. And he's, yeah, just, and the the killing him like that was just with that in mind too. Just kind of going off that because it's a little bit related to the Peacemaker. Like I thought his character was hilarious to me. Like there's that one line of dialogue yes. in the early movie where he's like, "My job is to keep the peace. I'd kill men, women, children, anyone to make sure that there's peace." <laughs> <laughs> and like I said, exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, these are bad guys. John yeah, Cena's I not totally in jail like, on accident. Dude. Like that when he said that, that like immediately made me think of like the Ron Swanson quote where he's like, "If I had a choice between doing something and doing nothing, I do no- I do nothing. But <laughs> if I'll do anything it takes to make sure someone else does nothing, <laughs> like it's, exactly. I, that's the first thing I thought of. But that's for sure uh, the best you- part because there's so many throwaway lines or there's like nothing yeah. throwaway lines that are perfect. Yeah, like John Cena with the whole starfish. That means asshole. Is that <laughs> does that have anything to do with it? <laughs> and the, dude, Amanda Waller, God bless her for the, just yeah. straight the, the whole time. Face, just, yeah. Nope. She's like, and the rat catcher too. Like, what's that? It's a, it's a, it's a projector. <laughs> Why don't you just like throw it away? Just she's like, it's you. So get she's with these just the bad kids in detention. Sure, she's yeah. just having to like keep it straight. And, to well, me, and like Harley Quinn, like later on too, like whenever she's hanging from the thing and she's like, how many people came with you guys? Like, she's like 69. He's like, 69? <laughs> There's no way. And like the dude has to explain the joke to him. Like that was so funny. Dude, the bit that had me rolling on the ground and I actually had to like pause legitimately was uh, the bit when they were in that office part and Milton got Mil- shot. Milton, yes. Oh, yes. Milton. So yes. funny. <laughs> Okay, I was hoping we talk like, about Milton. Yes. Milton! Who? It, when they're first <laughs> heading into the building and he's got like his strap-on flip-flops and his, his button-down yes. shirt and he's like strolling into the building behind them and it's like, where? why is this guy going with them? Like, this is horrible. I totally agree. Yeah, he's like doing this weird jog thing and he's like, dude, where did stop, dude? Where are you going? Yeah. <laughs> they nailed it perfectly though and like just when you think the joke is over because uh, again, it's like, oh, they're bad guys. Exactly. But then just when right. you think the joke is over, Harley Quinn does that bit with Idris Elba at the end. Right. <laughs> Milton. Like, like, we had a whole conversation about your name being Milton. <laughs> so freaking funny. Uh, yeah. So I, that, that, that was just, oh, that was just so much fun to me. I think this, the scale of this story was perfect where it's the 100% of the movie is the mission. That's it. Yeah. Yes. Like, it's not like, uh, like again, because they got to use the information given in the first Suicide Squad, it's not like, oh, this is where we are. Now let's get to the mission. Like, that's the f- right. second act is the mission starting. Like, it kind of is, but like, the first act is like a kind of a facade of the mission. And then like all 100% of the movie, two over two hours is just mission. And I was blown away by that. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, if you guys have anything else to, to chime in, did you guys actually catch the post credit scene? I did. I did. There was two of yeah, them, right? Uh, I think so. It was kind of like so. a post-movie scene and then a post-credit yeah, scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was like right after the movie ended. Right. Yeah. yeah the, uh, 
I'm thinking of the 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 one where the reveal that John mm-hmm. Cena is alive. Peacekeeper right. made it out. Oh, so there was another one then. Did you see the other one? There was one after that. Yeah, weasel? there was. There, there was no, weasel. Yes, that like, weasel. Yes, I'm sorry. Weasel yeah, weasel's first, alive. Right? Yeah. No, weasel one was last. Weasel I think weasel was first. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. I think I think weasel was first, and then John Cena was the very end. You're right. Yes. Sorry. Uh, but the weasel one had me laugh just because it's like, yeah, when it had weasel pop up, I'm like, please be alive. Because, dude, he was so <laughs> horrifying looking yeah, for yeah. sure. Yes. Just so freaking funny. Just getting right away of just a can he swim in <laughs> a brutal, horrible way to die. There's no Drowning dialogue the, so the entire time that Savant's bringing him back to shore. There is no dialogue. And it is so yep. funny. Just pure <laughs> silence until he gets him to the beach. Okay, this is random. I was going to say, I, I just not thought of something. We were talking about like the different characters and stuff. I think the only thing that I thought was a little bit disappointing was King Shark was talked about. He's the most powerful character. And I thought there was going to be some point in time where he like revealed his power, essentially. Like he, like he came out and like he was the big, scary, like he was the one you really need to be afraid of. Like the Hulk of the team, essentially, right? I'm and I don't sure. really feel like that ever happened. I felt like oh, even like I at mean, the end of the movie. He, f- he fell off of a building and like kind of got right back up. So I feel like he was, I was invincible. Yeah, Dude, like, he, yeah. Invincible. yeah. And then he also ripped that dude fo- in half with that really cool like lightning shot yeah, that he did. Was, like, that, was cool. that was the that first time I felt shot. like they really made it clear. It's like, okay, this dude is like super like un- yeah. ungodly powerful, essentially. Yeah. He reminds like, me of like Jason. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. It just un- They're unloading rounds into his body and then he just stands right up and eats that guy's face. Like yeah, um. <laughs> that was so perfect. Yeah, that that had my heart because again, I loved. I was so attached to King Shark throughout this whole movie. Yeah, Freaking sure. Sly Stallone. They got Sylvester Stallone. It's like it's literally getting Vin Diesel to voice I Am Groot. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like it's the same thing of getting this mega A list actor to do spend an afternoon just sure. recording dialogue. Uh, <laughs> Having that, like, my heart sank when the the second the building started falling and they're all, like, falling out of the building. I'm like, no! When King Shark fell. (laughs) And then, like, when he hits the ground, I'm like, did they kill him? I'm not 100% sure. And then when they started shooting him and, like, it started bouncing bouncing off Mm -hmm. of him, I'm like, oh, yeah, I started getting hype after that. So I think, to be fair, Darren, they could have had more of a what was King Shark's contribution, I guess, bit. Like, there was no, like, him save. I don't think there was a him save the day moment. Was there? Waller I mean, even Waller even has the line like you're gonna need him to get in a Jotunheim, but did they really need no, him? No, I don't yeah, think so. It really felt like they were like they were setting up a bit where later on he was gonna do something crazy. Like he yeah, was you're gonna right. Be like yeah, like they like like he was off by himself, and I thought okay, now this is the point in time. Like he's gonna be off by himself. He's gonna get like overwhelmed, or they're gonna be overwhelmed, and he's gonna come in and like save the day or whatever. And like that mm. didn't happen. So it just right. felt like like they were really setting up like how crazy like big scary monster shark guy, and he kind of was just like. Comic relief, I felt like most of the time. Like, he's it's fairly like all I that's like fair. He played. He's fairly irrelevant in the fight against Starro too. Like he gets a couple yeah. bites in, and then he goes like, on like, Hulk, Hulk yeah. smash. <laughs> yeah. So, so funny Num-num. enough, I had that same feeling, but the opposite. I feel like the whole joke was that they kept talking him up, but he wasn't. He's just like a dumb oaf, like just like walking around. I thought that was like the whole bit, and that's why I loved him. I feel like Waller wouldn't be the kind of person to make that mistake, though. Fair. Like, that's her whole bit is that she's so cold and calculating and literally looks at characters explicitly via value. And so, yeah, I, I, I agree with Darren a bit. I think they, we could have gotten more of a hero moment with King Shark where yeah. he does something ridiculous to save somebody. I don't know. He takes a like big round in the else chest. Did. Everyone else yeah. got a hero moment. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm inclined to agree. That is true. 
Uh, but the, the post credit scene though, with uh, revealing that John Cena survived that uh, he's going to come around. And I guess it's, I, I heard about it and I completely forgot, but it was brought back to my attention that Peacekeeper is getting an HBO series. <laughs> I love that you don't want to refer to him by his actual character's name and you keep just calling it's him John, John Cena. Cena. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's great. You can't look at him and not see John Cena. And actually, I meant to mention that too in The Good. That is the skilled hand of a good director because we've seen John Cena in a few movies now. Yeah. And it is a f- coin flip on his performance. Yeah. Uh, I've What was the, he was in... Uh, uh, there was, yeah, yeah, that one. yeah. yeah I, lo- I I liked him in that. I yeah, he was good in that. He was good in the the Judd Apatow movie that uh, train wreck. The train wreck. Yeah, he was pretty good in that. But like, and then he's good in this. But we've seen him in you know Fast and Furious and Bumblebee and <laughs> other stuff where he's a not as skilled director that I guess with actors and characters gets their hand on John Cena and they're like, oh, he's a wrestler. He could do it. He's got he, good charisma. He, just, he, need, <laughs> he needs to do comedic roles. Like if we're being honest yes. here, he needs to yeah. be the strong guy that does a comedic role. Like, cause he exactly. plays a military, he's a military man in Bumblebee and he's not terrible in that, but he's probably the weaker part of that movie. And then he's mm-hmm. he's a trained assassin in Fast and Furious 9 and he's by no means the only fault in that movie, but he is one. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I agree. Like, there's a lane for him and he needs to stay in it. And if he does, he's going to be a huge success, but he's not, you know, we look at a guy like the rock, like who comes from the wrestling background. He's kind of got his lane too. And he branches out from time to time, but he knows, he knows what he's good. He knows what he's good at and he does it and it works. Um, Batista is the only one of those three that kind of challenges himself and he does. Okay. He does a pretty good job. God bless him Uh, for trying. Yeah. Yeah, At least he's trying. Yeah. At least he's trying. Yeah. I mean, I mean, act, I'm, oh, I love because I was such a diehard wrestling fan back in the day. I'm Me not too. at all anymore. Yeah, uh, exactly. But like that, that was always a big dude. I saw the Marine in theaters. I was so hyped because oh, no. I was such a John Cena fan. <laughs> the Doctor of Thugonomics back then, dude, because oh, he got no. stabbed. Carlito had his bodyguard stab John Cena it's in the true. kidney. He was out for months. And I'm like, oh, man, he's been shooting a movie this whole time. That's, so I'm like, oh, man, I got to I got to see this movie. <laughs> yeah. that, oh, that man, dude. Not, yeah, so, not worth him missing that time in the ring for the Marine. No, not at all. Not during his prime. Not when he it's was always really so funny. <laughs> It's always so funny. They've made like six of those Marine movies at WWE yeah, Studios. And like every time they'll pull a different person because the guy that did it the first time doesn't want to do another one. Just <laughs> oh, like, yeah. oh, this was terrible. I'd rather spend three months on the road working in the ring than <laughs> yeah. shoot this movie. Like, please do not make me do this. <laughs> yeah. So interesting that John Cena, he's getting his uh, his series, which I don't know very yeah. much about at all. I know nothing mm-hmm. besides John Cena's Peacekeeper HBO series. I don't know how many episodes. I don't know who's directing it, who's uh, writing James it. I don't Gunn. know who's head. You know. James Good's attached to it. Is yeah. he really? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's Is he going to direct it and write it? it? Probably the is pilot. Is he just going like, to produce it? He probably directed the pilot and he's probably just producing the rest of it, if I would imagine. I'm on board. 100% oh, on board. Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah. You, uh, I think do the, you guys um, know if it's... Sorry, ahead, do you guys Dan. know if it's going to be part of like the DCEU? I assume it is, like kind of con- a continuation of the DCEU. I'm sure. I believe it is. What yeah. is the DCEU anymore, anyway? Goodness, yeah, what is it? we're Good already point. like ignoring movies. <laughs> yeah, it's like nothing takes but, place in the same universe anymore. So uh, we're we're just watching movies. It's like it's like you're picking up a standalone comic at this point with our movies. Dude, yeah. Every other day, I'm hearing news of oh, Ben Affleck's out. Oh, he's back in. And Henry Cavill's out. He's back in like I'm so many <laughs> yeah. like I'm constantly hearing different news about the big guys. You can't have the like the Trinity. There's problems with the Holy Trinity. Like yeah. that's a problem. You can, if you can't yeah, figure out your Batman or Superman. 
Yeah, that stupid Flashpoint movie that they're making is not going to make things any clearer. Like that's oh, just going to be a mess. That's going to be a mess. Yeah. I don't know. They, I'm, like, I'm uh, a I, I, yeah. I, I hope their seventh director that they're on is finally figuring this whole thing out <laughs> as they're finally shooting now. God. How much do you guys want to bet this Flashpoint's going to reboot the entire DCEU? Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to reboot it. Clean slate. The, char- the characters that are doing well will stay the same actor. The characters mm-hmm. that aren't doing well will get replaced, sure. or they'll just introduce new ones. Like that's what they're going to do. I wouldn't doubt if they keep Jared Leto as Joker, but we get a, the actual, a better, our traditional, yeah. or just he a loses, better. Just frankly, he loses good, all of his face tattoos. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you guys notice that they actually got rid of Harley Quinn's tattoo on her chin? Mm-hmm. Her, uh, it says rotten. It used to say rotten on her chin. They're they're mm. slowly getting rid and changing her tattoos because they realize how stupid they are. Yeah. Every Wednesday, like, Harley goes to the tattoo parlor to do the remover. Just like every laser. Wednesday, <laughs> it's on her schedule. Yeah. <laughs> She's or like, just yep, thicker one. makeup. Yeah, that yep, one too. One. <laughs> yeah, because uh, her back tattoo used to say property of Joker, or like Mr. J uh-huh. or something, and now yeah. it says property of no one because she's yep. she's been emancipated, you know, <laughs> with the birds of prey. Mm-hmm. But uh feels like we're kind of coming up to uh to the end here. But obviously, we all really love this movie. Was there anything else you guys wanted to mention about the Suicide Squad? I'm sure we're forgetting a thousand things that we're going to be thinking about later. I'm sure of it. Uh, yeah. In terms of this movie. Uh, just a small thing with King Shark that my favorite bit from him is the whole mustache bit. <laughs> Dude, yeah, his, little, yeah. his little thin finger. Yeah, he's like, mustache. Yeah, yeah. that's not going to work. Him with the explosive too, turning into a into peacemaker. Yeah. Peacekeeper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Cena's like, that looks nothing like me. <laughs> but it's very sweet. Thank you. He, he yeah. says with the mustache too, he's like, that's the worst mustache I've ever seen. Just <laughs> <laughs> him walking away going, fuck. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Oh, dude, that bit had me rolling. The the kill off between uh, Bloodsport yes. and Peacekeeper. Yeah, that's great. Yes. Oh, my douche, God. Just douchebagging yeah, it up. It was freaking great. <laughs> He's well, like, you know, no. The payoff, yeah. Yeah, the payoff, exactly. Like, you know, because they said it before, like, I was really confused because it was like, you know, he said earlier, like, you smaller bullets. And it's like, okay, Bloodsport's bullet is smaller. What happened? He's like, how'd you do that? He's like, smaller bullets. And it's like, oh, yeah. that's so cool. That was really cool. <laughs> but I'm talking, yeah, about the, the, the village scene where they're killing yes. all the dudes. They're trying to yeah. one up each other just more horribly. <laughs> and then down to like the, uh, it's just, it's so James Gunn of like, uh, He's like, no one likes to show off. He's like, unless what I show off is fucking awesome or like whatever his whatever his line Damn, is. He's like, he's, <laughs> and then that dude that, but the whole bit, like every time, that's what I like about uh, James Gunn's writing is I can never figure out the pacing of it comedically yes. because when you think the bit is done, it gets one upped even further. Where yeah. she's like, how did you guys get in here? I didn't hear anything. <laughs> it turns out he murdered a ton yeah. of good guys. <laughs> <laughs> just mutilated these yeah. these the good yeah, the, the resistance his response though he's like uh yeah we, we didn't see anybody <laughs> yeah. yeah that was so good yeah it was all of great. that just again these are bad guys and that's what i i hope they continue this with the further suicide squad movies that we get another bunch of no name here uh villains of a bunch of b a b tier cc here which actually i forgot to mention as well we have a cameo from sean gunn from uh from his uh uh, James Gunn's mm-hmm. brother who played Calendar Man yep. in this. Really? Wait, wait. I didn't see that. Uh, in the that. prison. He was the bald so when, guy. He had Yeah. When they the take the power dampener off a of polka dot man, he's yelling uh-huh. at him. That's who's yelling that's, at him. Uh, is, is Calendar yeah. Man. Yep, is he that's, one that's, uh, is the one that's like, you should go to my child's birthday or whatever. That bit. That might have been so. the guy who said yeah. it. So and there yeah, was a I crack. So. It was in that scene, I believe. It's when they oh, had Polka Dot Man come out. James McAvoy. 
No, Jesus Christ. Good job, Aaron. You're getting closer. You're getting closer. Good job. <laughs> wins or wins. Yeah, having like it's always uh, it's always great to see his little cameo. That's uh, the James Gunn bit of like always having those dudes, having the Michael Rookers and his brother and stuff. Yeah, and it yeah. was just yeah, Fillion's one of them too. Yeah, Fillion. It's uh, I'm he was yeah, in Guardians too. Like I, it took me forever to find out who he was in Guardians because mm-hmm. uh, again, like we talked about it already. I'm t- I'm a huge James Gunn fan. And uh, his writing style, Slither, Guardians, even like Belco Experiment and stuff. Like I, I love his his stuff, and he is responsible for my. Fi- yeah, I love, <laughs> yeah, dude. I can't Scooby-Doo. tell you how happy I am every time I bring up James Gunn and I don't talk about Scooby Doo. Someone goes Scooby Doo. I'm yep. like, yeah, Scooby Doo. <laughs> that first live action Scooby Doo. I watched it again like three months ago. That movie's great. Like that. There's nothing wrong with that Scooby Doo movie. Scrappy Doo is very scary <laughs> what they do with them, but <laughs> overall, that movie's great. <laughs> God bless him, dude. And he's responsible mm. for my favorite Zack Snyder movie. If you wondered why Army of the Dead wasn't as good as Dawn of the Dead, it was missing a little bit of gun. Yeah, that's true. Because <laughs> the, the okay, give a crap look about in the characters. Chat. Everyone look in chat right now because I just posted a picture of James McAvoy and the calendar man. Don't tell me that that's not the same person. Tell Darren, me. Yeah, we know it's, it's that's not, not him. It's clearly. It's obvious. Not even a little bit. <laughs> I did just see the uh, the edit you made to the what was that like a Wikipedia page that is portrayed yeah, by right. Tom Hardy for Captain Boomerang? Uh, I can't, or did you just yeah. catch that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, edit? I can't argue. I edit. I mean, it's, it's a it says Captain knocking. Boomerang portrayed by Tom Hardy. Very non-dominant hand looking hand. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure why they you know did such a poor job like writing his right. name there, but yeah, it's it's a screenshot. I don't know, man. It's Tom Hardy. Uh, whoever made that definitely wasted their time writing it, though. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I mean, it's, it could just use text, like you know, all that for, yeah. right, right. <laughs> all that for a joke that only four of us are gonna see. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, any final thoughts on the Suicide Squad before we start hitting our uh, wrap up here? You know what I really liked is at the very beginning with Waller's team, where they're doing the placing bets on who's gonna live and who's gonna die. Yes, yeah. Oh, that's C- wonderful. Because like you, you know that that happens every single time they send the Suicide Squad out oh, on a sure. mission. Like oh, yeah. every single time. So to see that, and then when she walks in, um, they're like, "Oh yeah, it was a good meeting, everybody. Yeah, good, good meeting. Yeah, get back to your." Uh, <laughs> Um, the, any scene with them, like cutting back to Waller and her team, I thought was really good. And I don't want to, I don't want to look past that because the scene where the one, the one chick takes like the, I don't even know what she had, but she just it's knocks Waller out with yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they start getting back to work and just out of nowhere, she calls that one guy a dickhead or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and, he's, and he's like, that's not very nice. And he goes back to work. <laughs> just mm-hmm. like all those scenes are great. And it's interesting because two of those, at least two of them are going to be in the Peacemaker series. So. So uh, I think the, bl- yeah, the blonde woman yeah, and the, the, and the redheaded <clears throat> big guy are both going to be on that show. So where have um, I seen one, that guy? I got a comedian. The post credit scene. Is he a stand up? I feel I've seen comedian. him before. I'm not sure what his name is. I gotta I gotta find what his name is because I've a hundred percent seen him do He's other stuff. Comedian. Maybe that was Tom but, Hardy. There you go. Ah, <laughs> uh, no. I, you know, like I said, we already figured out it's Captain Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Never mind. I don't know if you saw the screenshot or not, but yeah, it says Tom Hardy. We forgot to mention as well. It's like Steve A. Okay, I'll have to look up his where uh, his credits are because I've seen him in dozens of other things before. We sure. forgot to mention though, because uh, we mentioned him earlier in the in the episode, Taika Waititi was in this, and I didn't right, recognize yeah. him for the first go around. Really, <laughs> the first flashback of her dad, I did not realize that was Taika Waititi. Yeah, it wow. wasn't until the, the oh last, yes, okay, yes, the last correct, one. Yeah. I saw his name in the uh, I saw his name in the credits. I was like, 
Taika Waititi's in this? Who yeah, the hell's like, he playing in this? Yeah, like, I was like, is there another CGI character that I don't know about? Like, is he, like, I was like, is he like the mocap for Starro? Like, what is happening here? I have no <laughs> idea. Um, and then you see, and I didn't catch that right away watching it too. I was like, who's her father? I was like, oh shit, <laughs> that's Taika Waititi. Yeah, because he plays like an actual like serious role. He's not yeah, doing yeah. his thing. That's yeah, good on him. Yeah, he, like, had, uh, that, he just had a day off in between his other productions, and he just can't. He when showed he's not up to making set, out with the... yeah, yeah, he walked over to set and just like, "Hey, you want to play this role?" And he's like, "Sure." Yeah, he's like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man." <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's basically our thoughts on the Suicide Squad 2021. I think I can speak for everyone and say we all loved it. Uh, I am curious though, like, how would you guys rank this? Because I think I'm with Heath. I am so excited. Granted, I just saw it, but like, I'm so excited to watch it again that i think this is my number one for me it would go the suicide squad uh birds of prey and then wonder woman except excluding the third act is uh <laughs> my top three dc movies uh darren uh do you really have you you're obviously haven't seen all of them but where would you yeah i mean i think that the only one, one that i would say is close is wonder woman and i enjoy this movie a lot more than that one so yeah this one this is my favorite as well heath <clears throat> for me it's the suicide squad followed by shazam and then Wonder Woman. All right, Ryan. Uh, so the first number one is Aquaman, but only the part where he's walking through the desert and Pitbull songs are playing in the background. <laughs> yeah. um, that's you know number a great one. Song? Africa. Let's get, let's get Pitbull to cover Africa. Yeah, yeah, only that. Oh, that is the number one moment in DC EU films. But uh, <laughs> um, I think uh, I think this one is definitely like top three for sure. Um, mm-hmm. I, I probably want to see it again. I think this is the most fun out of all their movies for sure. I do really yeah. like Shazam, uh, but it's probably, it's probably these two are battling for my number one spot. And I would probably, at the end of the day, I'll probably end up going with this one. That's not a, well, we kind of answered a, a question from our friend actually, which I got to talk about him in a second. Matt from the Matt and Mark movie show asked us what our favorite DC movie is, which I guess we all inadvertently answered. I nailed it. The suicide squad for most of us. <clears throat> And uh, day of the week, it'll depend on you. AJ asked first so he could take credit for asking the question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Matt, you, Matt, I already answered that question. We're going to ignore your... <laughs> well, speaking of the Matt and Mark movie show, uh, I encourage you guys to check out our previous episode where we had Matt from the Matt and Mark movie show on. We talked to the Green Knight. And also just check out their show. They just covered the Suicide Squad and a couple other things on their last episode. So check out the Matt and Mark movie show. See, that's friendship plug right there. He's not even on the show and he's getting the plug. There you go. <laughs> That's what happens when you become a friend. You get free plugs. You don't even have uh, to right, be cool. on, put the work in. Hey, Ryan. Uh, yes. I, I, well, I assume, well, AJ, is there anything else we need to do? Are we closing it out? We're wrapping it up here. Was there something that you wanted to do? Did you I just wanted wanna... to just let Jar Jar Binks close it out for us. Oh, Ooh, no. Shit. Before we, yeah, before we let spot, Jar Jar huh? Binks close us out, we'll ask, we'll do, I'll be nice and let Ryan go ahead. Ryan, where can yeah. the listener find you and your show? show first? Jar Jar okay, Binks. yeah. Yeah, let's get not, let's do the plug. Not as Please not as um, <laughs> So I got a couple things uh, to talk about. Uh, first, of course, um, at Refund Pod on all of our socials. That's where they added like a Refund Podcast. We can check out our Instagram is our most active account. Um, we have Discord, we have Twitter, but Instagram is where we post most of our updates for everything. So you can follow us again at Refund Pod. Uh, the show itself is on all your podcasting platforms: Apple, Spotify, any of those other ones. That if you use those, you just have like a Razor phone still or something like that. Um, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, so check us out on all those again. I'd like a refund podcast at refund pod. And then, uh, me specifically, um, 
Uh, you can find me on ScreenRant.com. I write articles for them, uh, just kind of like doing awesome. some list articles. Uh, I actually am working on one for uh, Suicide Squad uh, that nice. should come out probably by the time this posts, uh, if I get it done on time. Um, I actually just uh, had one drop today that was about the Venom tra- the Venom 2 trailers at the same time that Oof. they delayed it again. So like, that was really good Wonderful. timing. Like, that's <laughs> fantastic. It's like, hey, everybody's talking about it. Come read my article. Um, but yeah, you can find me uh, Screen Ranch. Just search my name, Ryan O'Connor. You can find me on there. Uh, and like I talked about earlier, I show up on TV sometimes. Uh, if you spot me, uh, let me know and I'll thumbs up your response that you send me in a message and move on from there. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Do it, yeah. coward. All right. <laughs> I mean, if you give me like what do you want me to say just anything because i'll do it uh yeah tell them tell listener to send us an email at genregeekscast.com genregeekscast.com john okay genregeekscast at gmail.com do it Lisa, had a great time on uh, <laughs> god damn it I, I had it going oh i got tripped up hold on i got it i can do it i can do it i got it all right Power through. Yeah. Lisa had a great time on Genre Geeks. You can find them at... Oh, was the email again? <laughs> Genre Geekscast at gmail.com. Yeah, what he said. Uh, Misa, had real, Misa had a real good time on show. Thank you so much for having Misa. <laughs> no problem, Jar Jar. You're always welcome on our show. <laughs> Thanks, Jar Jar. All right, everybody. Love you. Yep. Hey, check Do out the, the good podcast. things to us on all the for social sure. medias at Genre Geekscast. And until next time, bye. I have just begun. Yeah. Ain't, ain't no mercy. Ain't, ain't, ain't no mercy. Huh. Got that purple Lamborghini. Purple Lamborghini.